0: All the Lonely People Written and Produced by me, Jason Nelson Chapter 13 I stop and look around. A few boats are out on the river today. There's a couple small fishing boats trying to catch the season's migrating freshwater salmon. A couple were party boats. Even though it was early in the day, barely noon, shirtless men and bikini girls were standing on the deck or in inner tubes, canoes, or kayaks, talking and laughing with beverages in hand. The area where the two rivers joined was always busy. Sometimes after work, I would head out for a run and push my way through the lesser-populated outskirts of downtown into a park near the rivers and onto a small dirt trail that eventually made its way to the mountains. I'm almost to the bridge that crosses over the river. I skirt around a couple vehicle deterrence poles and make my way onto the pedestrian walkway. My head is down, lost in thought, but something catches my eye a muted flash of light on a swatch of red hair caught in the wind. Looking up, I see her emerge as he nears the apex of the bridge. She is walking, breathing deep as if coming off a series of sprints. Veronica stops a few feet from me. She looks out onto the river, hands on her hips, catching her breath. Turning her head slightly, she looks at me from the corner of her eyes. Catching me watching her, she smiles. It's a beautiful day, she says. It's a little toasty, I respond. Yeah, she laughs. Running might have been a poor choice. She sticks out her hand. I'm Veronica. I stick out my hand and take hers palms meet electricity the memory is gone but she is still here kneeling next to me hand on my shoulder my shoulder tingling from the very real sense of touch it was feeling she repeats herself are you dead? I look up unsure what to say for a conversation starter are you dead wasn't what I expected so after a moment I just say no I'm not aren't you no Veronica slides down to the floor next to me we're both quiet for a moment trying to understand what was happening and the possible lanes of logic that could explain it. I notice that Veronica touches her stomach self-consciously, a motion she did when she was pregnant with Eleanor. Are you pregnant with Eleanor, I ask, part of me knowing that by saying this I might have provided the name and inspiration for the name. No, she says. She's sleeping upstairs. My mind freezes, trying to piece together what this information could mean. Is she three? I ask. Veronica nods. So you're pregnant with our second, she finishes. Another empty expanse of silence. Where am I? She asks you died I tell her cancer a couple months ago how is Eleanor she asks okay I say she's with my parents I feel I trail off and start again I feel like I'm falling I don't know how to be the best version of myself without you We begin to talk, sharing things, accepting without saying that the multiverse does exist. I talk to her about what it was like with my Veronica being diagnosed and going through treatments. She shares stories about her Eleanor that have similarities and subtle differences. No matter what universe Eleanor is in, she's still strong and independent. Throughout her conversation, I begin to pick out subtle differences about this Veronica. She appears less self-absorbed and more aware of the causes and effect outcomes of her actions. I know it's an odd thing to highlight, and one that damages the memory of my Veronica. But during those times when I was at my most annoyed, those were the things I picked up on. Seeing those trails leading back to other decision points that would have delivered greater efficiency or effectiveness in her actions. The sense of awareness from her wasn't just in relation to how she seemed to interact with her version of me. She was just more aware in general. She's in tune and connected to her surroundings. There's also these subtle things in the way she talks that demonstrates the personality differences. When she talks about him, this other me, there's a greater sense of connection between them. She's more aware of him, he's more aware of her, and he's aware of the cause and effect of his actions. I wonder at what point our universes diverged. What happened to make these subtle differences in who we were that led us to still being together? At the same time... How could my Veronica and I have been compatible for so long when compared to the obviously stronger compatibility in our doppelgangers? There wasn't this sense of, you ought to with them. It wasn't as if there were this cosmic waves pushing them together. They were drawn together without any pushing or nudging from outside forces. They fit together more deeply than we ever could even before the cancer took root. It wasn't something that was easily explained, but the way she talked about him and how they interacted and communicated between each other and with Eleanor had love more ingrained within each action, word, and deed. It was woven within the fabric of every word she spoke. It wasn't because they had to interact and communicate that way, but because it was who they were as a natural extension of themselves and their love for each other. She saw the love contained within each action and gesture he took, and likewise he saw the love contained within each action and gesture she took. If this is what they had, what was it that Veronica and I had? Am I just remembering things wrong? Have my memories been contaminated by her fight with cancer and subsequent death? There is an element of cynicism that creeps in as I listen to this other Veronica. Maybe they too at some point will reach the same point of stagnation in their relationship where things become routine and habitual. There's also a larger element of hope, waging war against this cynicism and winning. Maybe they will be better than we ever could have been. I try to extract from her details about their universe. There's no time travel, no flying cars, no islands full of dinosaurs. No one has made it to Mars, and there's still white supremacists. The deck of cards were dealt almost the same, but with us as the exception. Somehow, this universe received a better version of us. Eleanor misses you, I told Veronica. She doesn't say it. She's trying to be strong. But I know she does. Outside, I hear a car door slam. My parents are here with Eleanor. And, once again, Veronica is gone. All the Lonely People is written and produced by me, Jason Nelson. Original soundtrack and composition by Tone of Just Tone Music. Sound editing by Brian Kaler. This show is made possible and ad free through your contributions. You can support us at patreon.com slash all the lonely people. You can also purchase our ebook on amazon.com, as well as our soundtrack through iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite player. Spread the word about this podcast by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for All the Lonely People Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Share it with your friends. Tune in next week for the final chapter. And remember, don't be lonely.